the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. Speaking of exact opposite, as always, my trusty sidekick, Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? I am doing fantastic. You appear to be less red than the last time I saw you. You know, I had a horrible sun. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Fantastic. But we do have a guest today. We do. Tim. His last name is spelled... K A N. Can we can we call him Tim Can? I suppose we can. No, we're not going to do that. How do you pronounce it, Tim? Con. Uh, that's what I. That's, that's what perfect I name for real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Tim the Con Man. Uh, listen, Tim, where where are you living? Where do you live? Uh, Houston, Texas. That's Sorry. right. Just checking to see if you knew where he was. Now. Uh, Tim, you know this. We always start with the headlines of the day. You know that, right? Of course. Have you ever listened to the podcast now that you're on it? No. No, not oh, you. you. Were not, you oh. were. I'm talking to Tim. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ramon, I know I you don't listen to it. Have you listened to it, Tim? Uh, yes, I have. Okay. So uh, let's do the headline. Now, we have here actual paper. You know this is real. Very retro. You know, very the funny retro. thing. This is used material because Tim's already heard this. He heard it like yesterday. I, I can't be coming up with new crap every day. I got to recycle, right? Because then you're, the you're thinking of the planet. Pile. Yeah, it would pile up. Uh, and I don't know if you heard about this Pine Sol. Are you familiar with the disinfectant product called Pine Sol? Are you? I am. Ramon? <laughs> I'm, I should use it in here. We should be squirting some of that all over here after we're done, of course. But it was recalled because it contains infection-causing bacteria. Now, this is a disinfectant, right? Yes. Okay. Now, wouldn't that be like the government's Inflation Reduction Act actually causing inflation? That's good. Horrible example. Shouldn't he? It's too soon, right? Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Now, Tim does not know this, but I went on a yacht trip, and this is in Florida. My buddy owns a yacht. Every year, we go with Floyd Wickman to celebrate Floyd's birthday. And uh, Tim, do you know who Floyd Wickman is? Uh, thanks to you, yes. Okay. So it, it's his birthday and, and um, another buddy of mine's birthday. So we celebrate by going out on the yacht, and it was freezing. So we go to Florida, you're expecting to be yeah. overheated, really, like every other time we've been overheated. So then it's very cold. So then the only way to keep warm is for me to get out on the front of the yacht and on the back of the yacht where it's sunny. And I all day, I bake my head. I'm covered with you know a T-shirt and uh, shorts, I guess, but 
I just got fried. Is this the point where I'm supposed to feel bad for you being on a yacht? Yeah, over the I'm looking for sympathy for my Scottsdale yeah. problems. My head is very appealing. Oh, I like that. See? So there is that. So Tim, uh, this Tim guy, he's new, kind of new in real estate, aren't you, Tim? Uh, yes, sir. How new are you? I'm licensed for two years now. Okay. So uh, you had some questions. Let's do them one at a time. And you can add more if you'd like. Okay. So uh, starting with number one, Bob, um, I spent uh, some time uh, calling my list of new expires this morning. Mm -hmm. And uh, I did not realize that I called uh, the same owner of two separate properties. And um, on the first on the first call, he politely uh, uh, rushed me off the phone because he just had to get off the phone. And then mm -hmm. on the second listing, uh, I got to uh, I got to uh, uh, the value proposition. My, exactly. Yes. And I got to book my appointment. But uh, again, um, I, I didn't get to I didn't get to finish uh, everything else I, I had planned because he had to push me off or rush me off the phone as well. But I did book the appointment. And uh, also, he did bring to my attention that everything that I was saying was was exactly the same word for word as the previous agent that just called him. And uh, at first, I thought he was lying, but now I realize he wasn't lying. It was you. After... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so jokes on me. <laughs> so anyway, um, uh. Like I said, I booked the appointment, but I didn't get to gather all of the other important information after that. Well, for uh, those tuning here. in, if there, do you think anybody's listening to this podcast? Is it? Tim said he just heard the three it of us <laughs> so far. <laughs> so when you when you call an expired and you're a fearless agent, you don't say the crazy stuff that uh, all the other coaches tell you to say. Um, let me let me hear what you said, Tim. Oh, well, when I first got on the phone with him? Mm -hmm. Well, what we're supposed to say is uh, I'm calling because my records indicate that your house was for sale and left the market unsold. Is that true? And he said yes, I'm assuming, right? Correct. So the little trick in that is when you say my records indicate, they go, records, what records? You know, and that kind of throws them off their game because they've heard every other agent say what every other agent says. Uh, and then when you hit them with that, it, it, it's more likely to have them not hang up on you right away. So they say yes. And you say, well, the reason I'm calling you is I specialize in helping people who have had their house for sale but were unsuccessful because their agent didn't do their job. Do you think that was the case for you? I'm curious. What did he say to that? He actually said uh – he doesn't think that was the case. Right. It's an investment property, and it wasn't furnished. And also, he thinks that it was overpriced, and he selected the price. Uh, and then right after that, I asked him, so you're, are you happy that it didn't sell? Oh, oh, wow. Tim is advanced. See, see what he did there? So you're, so when, when they say, oh, no, it, it wasn't my agent's fault, uh, the agent did a fine job, then you're supposed to say, and you did. Well, so you're very happy that your house did not sell. Is that true? And he said, oh, no, I'm not happy, right? Correct. Okay. So if you're not happy that your house didn't sell, there's probably at least some room for improvement in the job that your agent did. Would you 
admit that that may be the case. So I, I don't need them to badmouth their agent. So one of the one of the things about expireds, uh, when I was new in real estate and didn't know what I was doing, and I was being trained by people who also did not know what they were doing, unfortunately, but I didn't know that. But they would say, uh, uh, "But do you still want to sell?" And you know they they they'd say you got to get the expired to admit that they still want to sell or the canceled, and and I'd say do you still want to sell? And they go well we don't want to list it with an agent. I'd say yeah but do you still want to sell? And they'd say well uh, we don't you know do you have a buyer for it Bob? I go well I don't know I haven't seen your house yet but do you still want to sell it? If I had a buyer would you want to sell it? Well we don't want to list it with an agent. And I'd go oh my God this is torture I hate my life uh, this is not for me this job. So I just realized that what I was being taught were the wrong words and when you say the wrong words, you get the exact wrong answer that you don't want to hear over and over and over. So uh, you know, I'm the guy who will lie awake nights. Tim knows this but I'm the guy who will lie awake nights thinking of the exact right words to trick people into being honest. I don't know why you have to trick them into being honest but for some reason you do. Um, but if you, if you say I specialize in helping people who have had their house for sale but were unsuccessful because their agent didn't do their job. Do you think that was the case for you? What what has been your experience? Because when they say, yes, I think the agent didn't do their job, obviously you know they still want to sell. That's how you find out that they still want to sell because when they blame their agent, obviously they wouldn't do that if they if they had no interest in selling. But I'm curious about your experience, Tim. When when you call expireds, uh, what percentage of them that you talk to, and you leave a message for most of them, I'm sure. But the ones that you talk to, what percentage of them immediately blame their agent? What do you think it is? I'd say like thirty five, forty percent. Well, that's pretty high. My experience was it was somewhere between five percent and twenty percent. Oh. But but that's fine. It doesn't matter whatever it is. So, um, so the what about the people who don't blame their agent? You know, well, when they don't blame their agent, they either don't want to sell, uh, which is fine. We're not here to talk people into selling who don't want to sell. And their their plans change. They got pre qualified and realized they can't afford what they want to buy or what they want to buy is too expensive, and they just are going to end up living there forever. They weren't really serious sellers that have to sell at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be. Well, it's just fine. But the but the other ones, they may not blame their agent because uh, their agent was a friend, so they listed their house with a friend. Uh, or, uh, well, that's that's ninety percent of the time they listed with a friend, and they don't want to badmouth their friend. So. I don't need them to badmouth their friend. I just need them to admit that there's some room for improvement. Uh, would you say that's the truth for you? You know, and they say, "Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I think there's probably a little bit room for improvement." Okay, so if I have an amazing strategy, and I do, and not one other agent on planet Earth has it, and I already know you know they do not have it, and it would one thousand percent guarantee you that the buyer would grossly overpay for your house and they'd be very happy that they did and you would end up 
netting after all expenses are paid tens of thousands of extra dollars that you could not ever get any other way with any other agent or any other way, would you want to hear how that works Are you, or are you allergic to money? So he said yes to that, correct? Of course. Yeah. yeah. So that cuts off all the angles. That's the right question to ask. And you don't get a bunch of stupid objections um, that you would get if you were saying the Mike Ferry words or the Tom Ferry words or the Brian Buffini crap or any of that other baloney. So um, then uh, what happened? So uh, right, at, right after that, um, I, of course, I was able to crush the competitors, resell the product, um, and uh, eventually uh, book the appointment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and again, um, you know, we typically, as service agents, we have our procedures after booking the appointment. And uh, unfortunately, he politely rushed me off the phone again mm-hmm. right after I booked the appointment. And I didn't get to gather the uh, important information that I should have. So, so uh, oh. now he – it's an investment property. He does Correct. not live in it. That's what that means. Um, yes. And do you know if it's furnished or not? Uh, no, it's not furnished. So uh, let me give you two options. Um, okay. And by the way, I've had many coaching students tell me that this got them the listing and they know they would not have gotten it otherwise. Okay. Uh, okay. Take a card table and three chairs. Casey brings somebody with him. Take a card table and three chairs and go to the vacant house. Now, if it's furnished, it's vacant, but it's furnished. In other words, vacant means nobody's living in it. But if there's a kitchen table there, then you don't need to get the card table and chairs out of your car. But people are not going to sit. You can't do stand-up comedy. And realistically, it would take two hours uh, to get it completely signed and done. And if, and if you're sitting comfortably, that's, that's no big deal. But uh, when you bring in the card table and chairs, he knows this, that, that it's not, you're not just there to see the house like, you, like you'd need to see another house when you're a realtor. If I never see another house, it'll be too soon. I can tell you that. So that will help you. Or the other option is to meet with him at his house. I think what I would do if I were you at this point is just show up because it's an expired and you um, – but you didn't ask him the million-dollar question. So when, when we're booking a, a listing appointment, we read through a uh, list of questions and then hidden in that list in the middle is the million-dollar question. So uh, what's his first name, Tim? Uh, Jonathan. So, Jonathan, um, if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? And he would say, oh, I have no idea. And then you'd say, well, if you did know, what would the answer be? And he'd say uh, $157,219.15 because he knows. So um, – that that question has to get answered, and when you when you're booking five listing appointments a week, and you got fifty more look just like them, and you don't care if you go with this guy or not, then you're not going to go if they won't answer that question. If they don't if they don't answer that question, that's a very bad sign. And then the final question, by the way, for those of you tuning in, 
If there happens to be somebody tuning in, you can go to fearlessagent.com, go to the video training, and if you go to um, appointment setting heading, there's a couple of videos in there, and one of them is how to find out how much they owe and the million-dollar question. So you can watch those videos. That will teach you how to do that. Um, and then if you are would like to do a complimentary coaching call with me, you can call me like Tim did, and that worked, um, and just see if it's a good fit for you. Tim, Tim by the way, is uh, interesting because he always asks very good questions. So Thank far, you. it's been very insightful. No, I mean before we got here on the show. Oh, okay. Yeah, he always asks for <laughs> They're good right now. They're good now, too. That's, oh, absolutely. That's also true. So um, uh, so you could go back and do that, but I think at, at this point, maybe you would just show up with your folding okay. chairs. And then uh, while you're there, you would need to get that question answered when you're doing the four questions. I would add that to that. And then okay. he he would be uh, probably more likely to answer it while face-to-face than he would over the phone, too. Sometimes people don't want to tell you how much they owe. And I think you said to me before that he had a hard money loan or something like that. Correct. Yeah. So he's um, – by the way, this is a pretty common story. In the market, when the market starts to go down, all these fix-and-flip nitwits are going to get hosed. So when you took out a hard money loan and now the market has turned around, and, he, and I think you had told me before that he had some problems with contractors or something like that. That's correct. So if he doesn't sell this thing with a quickness, he's going to be jammed up. So you do want to get it on the market and, and – uh, price it in a way that you are able to sell it for way more than it's worth and get him get him out from under the debt. So that's that's what he wants. Whether he says it or not, that's what he does want. He's certainly what he should want. Not sell it at a discount quickly. The funny thing is people sell at a discount slowly or they sell it for way more than it's worth quickly. That's the way it really works. That's the way law of supply and demand works. You're either going to take forever to get less than it's worth or you're going to sell it quickly for way more than it's worth. Those are his two options. And you could ask him which he would prefer. And he probably is not going to get that wrong. What other questions do you have, Tim? By the way, I'm going to drink some coffee. I need a lovely beverage. You know, I think we should do a shameless plug, too, don't you think? We're talking back-to-back sound effects. Mm-hmm. Why not? Time for Bob Leffler's Shameless Plug! So if any of you tuning in, if any of this stuff makes sense to you and you happen to be you know, selling less real estate than you wish you were, you're earning less than you wish you were, and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, uh, go to fearlessagent.com, look in the banner, and, and watch our free webinar up in the right hand corner and i think you did that tim uh, a while back and and then uh, that's how we got together perhaps but if you if you watch that it would give you a pretty good idea of what we do might be a good fit for you but you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810 that's my cell phone and we'll just see if what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do if it would be a good fit so uh, if it is a good fit you will get rich and if not, we can uh, 
help you in other ways, uh, perhaps. Uh, but go to go watch the video or go watch the webinar video. That would that would help you out. And then and then give me a call. By the way, if you're a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were, you can give me a call about that and uh, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com and watch that video and then give me a call. So. So, and by the way, Tim, what would you say to somebody considering fearless agent coaching? What would your advice be? While I drink more coffee. Like you always say, I mean, if you're not making as much as uh, you'd like, I mean, give give Bob a call right now. And you were part-time when you started with me, weren't you? Correct, yeah. And now you're, and now you're full-time. So, yeah. Uh, so it's time to heat up the phones and get rich quick. That's the idea. So any other questions right. about um, about that guy or any other things? Yeah, two more. And one of them is a... Is Good. A He's got two more because we need to kill some time here. That's important. <laughs> um, so, yeah, remember I told you, Jonathan told me that um, he heard another agent say the same exact words. Mm-hmm. And, again, the reason why... And I it was you. Because... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so should I bring to his attention that the reason why he heard from me twice is because uh, two of his listings showed up on my uh, database? No, I would, I would skip okay. that. Uh, okay. One of, the, one of the things I teach you is uh, message disciplined. And di- not disciplined, discipline. So – you don't want to bring up something that, you know, you already booked the appointment. You've already won the war. You don't need to fight another battle. So, uh, and, and, it, and it doesn't make him look any smarter and it doesn't make you look any smarter. There's really no purpose of bringing that up. If, if he brings it up, then you would address that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't go there. I would say if you go looking for trouble, you'll always find it. Okay. So right, right now it's all about making the buyer grossly overpay for his property. Now he owns two. And uh, you know that. That's another example of that. I wouldn't bring that up until, uh, certainly until you're meeting with him. Right. After you're meeting with him, you could ask him, uh, and everybody should, if you're meeting with an investor, say, do you own any other investment properties of any kind? Land, you know, strip mall, commercial anything mm-hmm. and he and you might be surprised at how much he owns he may own quite a few others so if you can do a great job on this one then then that's your key to get to get to do business with all the others okay so that's the only that, i wouldn't mention that either until you're until he's sold on you okay sounds good maybe even yeah. after you've closed on this one I mean, you already know. Idea. He'll mention it. He'll mention it. Yeah. If you if yeah. he if he loves you, and I'm sure he will, then he'll uh, he'll bring that up. Okay. And uh, Bob, the second question is uh, from my experience, um, and this doesn't happen often, but uh, when I'm on a uh, listing appointment, and when I'm in the uh, stage where I'm presenting the uh, listing presentation, uh, sometimes I'll get a homeowner that is a little impatient. Uh, he's saying things like, oh, this is basic stuff. I've gone through this so many times. I've bought and sold several houses already. Can we kind of get to the point? This is when you're meeting with them face-to-face. Correct. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
Well, that's when you when somebody's rushing you, that's when you want to slow down. Say, can I ask you about that? When you say, can I ask you about that, that always shuts them up. And they say, yeah. You say, when you, when you tell me that you've sold other properties and sold them way too cheap, like I know you did, we're here to talk about something entirely different. This is the opposite. So whatever you did previously is not, what, is not why I'm here. Because when I was on the phone, you said you were not allergic to money. I told you I had a way of selling your house for way, way more than it was worth. And you said you did want that. Have you changed your mind and now you're allergic to money? And they'll say, no, I haven't changed my mind on that. But blah, 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 blah. Say, so is that a yes? You haven't changed your mind? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's why we're not going to skip any steps like the other agents you may have sat with did. And that's why you sold those houses way too cheap. So that's what we're. that's not why we're here. We're here to sell it for way more than it's worth, have the buyer grossly overpay. By the way, like I did for my house, I'm happy I grossly overpaid for my house and I'm not having some other guy living in my house. So um, that's what we're here for. So when they speed you up, that's when you slow down. And, and usually somebody like that is not a serious seller, but they might be, you know. So I, I don't ever change. The main thing about fearless agent is if you go to a doctor, no matter what your problem is, they always check your blood pressure first, don't they? They weigh you, you know, they measure you, whatever that is. Uh, but they, they have this series of steps that they, they, that they never change. It wouldn't matter why you came to them. They're not skipping their steps because it would be unprofessional. When you get on a flight, I don't care what airline you're on. I don't care what your destination is. They always do that seatbelt uh, in case you've never ridden the tilt-a-whirl at the fair before. Here's how a seatbelt works in case you've been living in a lead mine. Uh, but they go through that because they don't skip steps because it would be unprofessional. You'd think it was unprofessional if they skipped that. So, um, you know, I was on a flight where I was the only guy, me and one other guy were on the flight on the whole 737 plane. <laughs> was this during 2020? Uh, no. No? So it was, really? it was like the last plane out of uh, John Wayne Airport. I'm coming here. And they were trying to get everybody off that plane because they have this noise abatement thing. After 9 o'clock, uh -huh. they cannot take off, right? So have you ever flown out of John Wayne? No. The plane takes off like a rocket straight up. They haul butt up straight up and then they coast out over the ocean. Mm -hmm. But – so they they couldn't they got everybody off on the previous flight, and then I said no, I'm gonna I'll spend the night if if I have to. And they go oh all of a sudden we're gonna take off and get the plane to where it needs to be in Phoenix. And then me and one other guy, it was like it was like the weirdest wow. thing ever. So and they still did the little show. Hey you two, in case you didn't in case know, you, yeah yeah wow fine. that's. That's pretty cool, Very actually. Weird. You know what? Uh, you got a room to spread out. I felt like a big shot, like a VIP. Yeah. Normally, I sit in assistant coach, you know, in the back. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> okay, Tim, you got any other uh, questions? We're down to the wire here. Actually, I've got one more. Oh, he's got one more. Good. <laughs> uh, when we're cold calling, um, typically, uh, who falls into the uh, – um, who who falls in, under your uh, database? Like people that are only thinking or considering selling within the next two years, or would you extend it up to five years? Or oh no, if somebody if some, it, because when somebody says, 
I'm probably going to sell in a couple of years. That means five years or 10 years. People put off things that are unpleasant, and nothing is more unpleasant than moving. So when we're, when we're calling, we're saying, are you thinking of selling your house? They say no. You say, do you have any plans of moving ever? And sometimes they'll say, oh, yeah, but not for like six months. You go, oh, holy cow, it's an emergency. So that's why we said that, to find that person that may have thought we meant today or something like that. Um, okay. But if they say, oh, probably someday, that's a no. Uh, that person will probably die in that house. Um, if they say uh, it'll be at least a year, that usually turns into three or four. You know, So it, it usually is long. Now, sometimes – like I'm the guy that would say this, if you cold called me, and by the way, nobody ever does cold call me. I have a listed phone number. I'm not on the do not call list. And literally, no. does anybody ever call you, Ramon, and ask you if you want to sell your oh, house? Probably during this interview, I don't have my phone turned <laughs> off. Yeah. I never get calls. But, um, and I live in the, probably the most high demand neighborhood in all of Scottsdale, which is a high demand town. So people are not, you don't have any competition if you're cold calling. If you're in a FISBO or an expired, of course, you're getting lots of calls, but uh, no one ever calls me. So uh, I'm the guy who would say, oh, no, they'll have to haul me out of here feet first. Uh, I'll die in this house. But realistically, that is not true. So I may change my mind and do it sooner. If that happens and, you're, and there's no way out of that, you're going to miss those people. But you don't want to be loading your database full of people that are just – realistically never going to sell. You want the right now buyers or sellers and the and the they've convinced you it's going to be or you're convinced it's going to be happen in less than 2 years. Okay. Yeah. That to me is a really good lead. Okay. Sounds good. So you're prospecting taking a survey to find out if that is true. And most of the people you call you're leaving a message to. And some of those people write down your number and call you six months later. I'm always shocked about these people who are like little record keepers. So that happens too. Right, Tim, I'm going to plug you. He's in the lovely Houston, Texas. You can call him toll-free day or night, Tim Kahn at 832-247-3000. That's a great phone number, Tim. Thank you, sir. Do you have to pay extra for that? Uh, no. But I've received many offers. But is that right? Uh, yes, I can sell my phone uh, number. Evidently, I didn't. Anything's for sale. It's capitalism. Well, hang on to that. That's great. So uh, once you. again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. Take our free test drive by watching the webinar. Go to fearlessagent.com in the banner. Go to the upper right hand corner. Click on that. And then uh, you can call me directly anytime at 480-385-8810. Go to fearlessagent.tv and subscribe to our YouTube videos. And uh, please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. And if you're an owner of a real estate company and you'd like to recruit producing agents like Tim, you can call me after watching fearlessagentrecruiting.com. Watch that video and then give me a call at 480-385-8810. Until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun. Be humble like Tim. Most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.